This is the one. This is it. This is the fucking podcast of all podcasts. It's the motherfucking holy grail. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You know, I think that we'd be shocked if we walked through some of our schools today from USA Today. Today's schools are cursed by an increase in swearing with language that would stand a sailor's hair on end. In a recent poll of high school principals, 89% said they face profane language every day. How sad, Jack. Our teenagers. You are now listening to the world's stupidest podcast ever. <laughs> This is the GTFOH podcast. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. What it do? What it fucking do? What it do, bitch? How them levels? How them levels looking? Yeah, yeah. One, two, one, two. What up, y'all? Welcome to the GTFOH podcast. Uh, We out here. It's your boy, Recognize. My friends call me Rec. Billboard Baggins if you're nerdy. Billy Baggins if you're nasty. Hello. Um, out here. Fucking did some tweaks. Hopefully we won't have drop frames on our live stream tonight. And it'll be a little bit better viewing experience for you. You know, I'm always under the hood trying to make this shit run a little bit smoother. Alright? Just trying to make it run a little bit smoother. Um, so, good evening and welcome to the show. Episode 2, There Will Be Dumb. We're out here. The world's getting stupider by the minute, and I fucking, I love it, I guess. For the purpose of this show, it's great. Um, I want to say a couple things real quick. Um, First and foremost, you already know what time it is. I got to come over here and shout out my monthly supporters, the one and only. Um, Let's go with Ana, Paul Reed, Kaylee, Dustin, Amanda, Daniel, Lucas, Randy, Danny Gagne, Jean-Paul, if you're nasty, Christina, Brandon, Vinoj, uh, Stella, Matthew, Dylan, Nick, Samantha, a.k.a. Sam So Tiny, a.k.a. Restart the Motherfucking App, Julio, Connie, Adam, Nicole, Cody, Sean, Robert, Gia, Mr. Rob, I mean Mrs. Rob, I always say Mr. Rob, fuck, Nick, Brandon, Austin, my guy Norm, uh, Janvi, and Christopher. Thank you guys for continuing to support the show. If you are listening or watching this anywhere in any way, shape, or form, and you want to support the show, you can uh, look in the description or the show liner notes, and you can go to anchor.fm forward slash the GTFOH podcast forward slash support, and you can contribute to the show. Get a quick shout out. Um, Yeah, so that's out the way. Uh, Paying some bills. Um, let me tell you guys a couple stories before we get into it tonight. Um, first and foremost, somebody hit me up recently and said, yo, Rec, man, like, you know, you guys should get in on this, like, GTFOH craze. And I was like, what? Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding? Fuck yeah, I want to get in on the GTFOH fucking NFT craze. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell yeah. Um, cause if my first thought was if I'm going to test it out, I want to test it out with the show. Cause the show was about to come back. It's about to be season two in this bitch. Um, so I was like, all right, you know what? Let me do it. I'll make an NFT 
And for those that don't know, the quick the quick answer is NFTs are like digital collectibles, put it that way, right? Verified by the same technology they use for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a my first NFT. This is before we did a Mayday NFT. All right. So I made an NFT and it was a theme, the theme song to this podcast, which is a beat that I produced. And it's it was to um, a, like 3D lenticular like drawing someone did of me a, a while back, like years, years, years ago, uh, like one of the earliest things that Jeff DeCal ever did of me. So it's just that image over the, the theme song to the fucking uh, to the show. And I was like, you know what, whatever. So I put it on the on the on the website I was on. You could set it like by Ethereum, but you could see how much U.S. dollars. So I was like, you know what, I'll just put it for a thousand dollars like anyone who want to own the theme song nft i put it for a wreck you know like fuck it let's get crazy this is before i knew what people were selling nfts for how high they went and how low they went i didn't really know i was just like i don't know thousand um i didn't know what to fucking charge and i didn't advertise it because i was still not ready to launch this show yet so a homie of mine um who's a member of the wrecking crew on patreon um hit me up in our discord chat server and he said yo man you should get in on nfts and i was like yeah man i I really need to fucking get in on nfts and i i told him i was like well i actually did create one already and i put it up on rareable and here's you know this is what the concept of it is and in the middle of our conversation he was like yo i think i found the link and he's like i copped it i already bought it get the fuck out of here and I was like, oh, shit. Um, well, I wasn't actually ready to sell it yet, for real. But I did have it up for sale. But I, I was just because I had it set. But I hadn't promoted it because I wasn't really ready to sell it yet. So, in true get-the-fuck-out-of-here fashion, <laughs> I created an NFT to promote this show that I wanted to, like, you know, auction off or something to the listeners of the show. And it got sold before i could even launch the show get the fuck out of here so um (laughs) yeah um sorry for that sorry and shit (laughs) uh secondly uh not only was it sold already before i could even tell you guys about it um the gentleman who bought it and purchased it um i had actually lowered the price i had made it 500 like around 500 dollars, depending on how much ethereum costs at the moment but the gentleman who purchased it relisted it so don't if you you know if if you're down and out and you're feeling like damn i really wanted a shot at that he's got it relisted for the low price of about a thousand ethereum which is like uh 1.6 million or something like that get the fuck out of here So um, there's nothing more GTFOH than the fact that I created an NFT to promote this show and accidentally sold it to someone before I could even promote it to the listeners of the show and the person who bought it relisted it for an insane amount of money. So, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. So if you got a thousand Ethereum and you want to fucking cop it, he said it's not for sale, but he's got it listed. You could make an offer. You know what I mean? Fucking go for it. Um, so that's, that's, that's my NFT story. Number one, uh, I have another NFT story that I could tell briefly before we get into the mix. Uh, I know that, um, there's someone watching right now live that won't appreciate this story. I don't, I don't know if I should, 
I don't know if I should keep him anonymous or if I should put him out there. I mean, he has a moniker anyway, so I could say his name and it would be all right. I think it would be all right. I think I have approval. <laughs> um, all right, second NFT story real quick. Mayday decided to do our own NFT. And we did a one-of-one, one, a track that was released on Mayday. And it came with this like looping 30-second version of the instrumental. That was the NFT. And then the NFT gained you access if you bought it to uh, not only the track, so you would be the only person to own this Mayday song in fucking history, and it would also gain you uh, VIP access to our shows for life. So, you know, you get your ticket to your show, the VIP entry, the fucking, the works, the red carpet treatment to our shows for life. So a group of our fucking most diehard supporters, um, who also all congregate in the Wrecking Crew on Patreon, um, they got together and they were like, yo, let's let's throw our funds together, let's pool and get buy this shit. Let's get this motherfucker. And everyone was like, all right, cool, let's do it. Well, who should we put in charge? You know what I mean? Like, who could be the most responsible of all of us? <laughs> and they were like, hmm, let me think, let me think, let me think. I think it would be probably Gridlock? What? Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding? Gridlock is who they picked. And I guess that was a good decision until the very next day after it was purchased, <laughs> Mr. Gridlock um, ended up getting locked out of his Coinbase wallet where the NFT resides. So they got the track, which is great. And I'm happy for them that they got the track. And most of them I know anyway. So the VIP treatment to the show is cool but i mean if mayday does blow up in the next few years and that nft becomes worth something being that it's our first nft they won't be able to resell it if they can't get into gridlock's fucking wall get the fuck out of here um i do believe he may have gotten back into that wallet i gotta check back on the updates of the story but anyway um what a brave new world we're living in what a time to be alive get the fuck out of here <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if it was that he got back into the wall or not, but I'm praying. I'm praying that he did because I feel like he's in there somewhere and he's going to work it out. I just believe in him. I believe in him. Um, anyways, got a good show for you guys tonight. Got some crazy shit. The world's getting dumber by the minute. It's getting fucking stupid out there. Um, you know, shit's warming back up. People are getting vaccinated. They're fucking, they're feeling invincible. They're out here in these streets. But you know what? There's one thing you can't vaccinate against. And that's stupid. And they're fucking out here, baby. <laughs> um, so without, without any further ado, fuck it. Um, if I would lost a one-of-one, one-of-a-kind history-making NFT, the first thing I would need to say is um, give me some head. Lines. At 11 pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. 
I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. I sincerely apologize. All right, here we go. We are going to set it off tonight in uh, Bellevue, Washington. Bellevue, Washington, uh, where an accused mail thief was arrested for stealing over 350 pieces of mail, which were all found in his motherfucking car. Get the fuck out of here! This is this is dumb criminal alert. I'm gonna need a dumb criminal theme song because I I really want to start to like lean this show into just dumb criminals because they're just the most fun out of everything. Um, Bellevue police say they've arrested a 25 year old Renton resident accused of stealing hundreds of pieces of mail from residences in Bellevue, Renton, Seattle, and Federal Way. Police say they responded to uh, reports of a possible mail theft near Southeast 60th Street and Forest Drive. Southeast in Bellevue just before around 4 a.m. The nasty hour. The caller told uh, police a person in a white muscle car with a loud muffler had attempted to steal her mail. This fucking guy was driving around in a fucking loud muffle like fucking a loud muscle car with a huge like one of those big ass ignorant ass mufflers that makes like all the noise. This guy's got the unslickest getaway car ever. Get the fuck out of here. This motherfucker seen Baby Driver and was like, I'm going to do that shit. But not banks, though. I'm going for mail theft. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Look at this fucking guy driving around in a fucking white muscle car making all the noise trying to steal people's mail. You like, get out and do it on foot. What the fuck are you doing? The fast and the futile. Like, this motherfucker is out here, like, not doing any of the smart shit, all right? Get the fuck out of here! Man. Um, police say they responded to uh, reports of a possible mail theft uh, before five, 4 a.m. Friday. He was out there on the late night. The caller told police a person in a white muscle car with a loud muffler had attempted to steal her mail. John, they're stealing! Officers found a vehicle matching the description. I'm pretty sure they fucking did. Uh, without license plates. Oh, this guy didn't even have license plates. Get the fuck out of here! And they pulled the driver over. He was arrested and booked into King County Jail for driving with a suspended license and investigation of mail theft. Police say they found 368 pieces of mail inside the car with addresses from Bellevue, Renton, Seattle, and Federal Way. Uh, officers also found a Washington driver's license belonging to someone else and stolen credit cards. The mail will be forwarded to the United States Postal Inspection Service to be returned to the rightful owners. What? Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding? I'm fucking not kidding you. All right, that's that, that's the warm-up story for you guys real quick. I just wanted to, like, warm you guys up with some uh, some mail thief, uh, you know, muscle car mail thief in uh, Seattle in the Northwest. All right, let's go. Where are we going to next? We're going to go to... Let's go to North Carolina, where you can't shoot the sheriff because he's got all the motherfucking guns. Chadbourne, North Carolina, a former Chadbourne chief of police, faces 88 felony charges after he was indicted in a scheme to steal guns from evidence and resell them. Get the fuck out of here! WECT News first reported in March that Chadbourne police chief Anthony Spivy had been placed on administrative leave while the investigation played out. Now, Brunswick County District Attorney John David announced the charges, which include embezzlement of state property, altering or destroying evidence, 
obstruction of justice, trafficking in opium, goddamn, obtaining a controlled substance by misrepresentation, obtaining a controlled substance by fraud, and obtaining property by false pretense. I goddamn! Get the fuck out of here. The indictments allege that Spivy stole firearms from the police department evidence locker and sold them to friends, family members, and acquaintances. Uh, while some of the missing firearms have been recovered, a large number, they don't give you the number, they just give you the large number, remain unaccounted for, according to spokesperson. He asked that anyone with information regarding the sale, purchase, or possession of a firearm involving Spivy call the Coastal District of the State Bureau of Inf- Investigation. And if any of you guys are out there like, I have information on this case, the number is 910-346-2121. Get the fuck out of here! Uh, they reported that Spivy had been police chief since 2018, and he resigned from that role on April 6th. No surprise. Uh, arrest, arrest warrants obtained by the WECT following Spivy's initial arrest allege he repeatedly raided the police department's evidence locker and stole thousands of dollars in cash, hundreds of narcotics pills, and firearms during most of his tenure as police chief. This guy was crooked from the beginning. Get the fuck out of here. Goddamn. Uh, the warrants state all of the items stolen from the evidence room were relevant to criminal offenses. I say, a goddamn, a goddamn. Get the fuck out of here. Shit, man. Um, all right, yeah. Oh, shit, okay. That's, that's, that's okay. We're getting warm now. We're getting fucking warm. Uh, where are we going now? We're going next to, um, yeah, bear with me, you know. Like I said, bear with me on these early episodes because I'm juggling the live, the visual, and all the triggers at once. So, you know, I'm going to get there. Y'all know, have faith in your boy, but I'll get there. Um, I'm, hoping the, I'm hoping that the uh, live stream right now, if you guys are watching this live, are, is, uh, is coming through okay because we had some issues first. But I did some tweaks, and I think we should be fucking, I think we should be good now. Um, anyways, we're going to Oregon now. Uh, let's go to, let's see, where are we? Yeah, let's go to Oregon where, um, early April, dozens of maskless churchgoers in Northwest Oregon stood on stage singing and clapping inside a packed indoor venue for Easter Sunday service. Um, the People's Church, which previously sued the state over corona, uh, coronavirus restrictions, hosted three similar indoor services that day, each lasting a little over an hour. Now, if you can see, if you think what uh, is coming next, if you got a feeling of what's coming next, you probably know exactly where we're going because this is the kind of show that we run. Get the fuck out of here! Days later, the state's health authority began investigating a potential outbreak at the Salem Church where it could have been what they like to call a super spreader event. <laughs> Uh, Now the Oregon Health Authority says that at least 74 people associated with the church have tested positive for the coronavirus, one of the state's largest workplace outbreaks. Get the fuck out of here! In a statement, the church's leaders attributed the outbreak to a recent rise in COVID-19 cases in Marion County, Oregon. We are concerned about the COVID-19 surge in Oregon, as Executive Pastor Tom Murray uh, in an email to the Washington Post, this statewide increase has impacted our entire religion, including our church family. Murray said the church, which has held in-person services throughout the pandemic, naturally, intends to continue with in-person ceremonies on Sunday. You know what I mean? Because Jesus don't give a fuck about super spreader events. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I know I don't normally do religion and politics, but this one just kind of like skirted the line. So I'm saying fuck it. 
Uh, Oregon has traced other coronavirus outbreaks to churches, of course, naturally. Last June, at least 236 members of a Pentecostal church in eastern Oregon tested positive for the virus. Let's get it. Last month, the state's Occupational Safety and Health Agency received a complaint on an apostolic apostolic, apostolic, church that allegedly failed to enforce masks and social distancing during their services, and at least 14 parishioners were infected. Last May, the People's Church and nine other Oregon churches sued the state in an attempt to override the governor's stay home and save lives coronavirus order that caps statewide gatherings at 25 attendees. But they was like, no, fuck that shit. The collection plates looking mighty light with 25 attendees. Get the fuck out of here. All right. We're out here trying to raise this money. Think these wafers are cheap? They're not. Uh, the measure did not exempt religious services, so the group of churches are uh, the, the group of churches are the blah, blah, shah, blah, 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 the fuck out of here. The group of churches argued that the restrictions violated their constitutional rights on freedom of religion, bitch. People's Church lead pastor Scott Erickson told the Salem Reporter at the time that drive-in and online services did not offer that same worship experience. He said, uh, and I quote. Uh, when you are in God's presence and able to worship, there is something special about that atmosphere. And when you can't be together in that kind of moment, you miss the opportunity to feel God's presence. Following month, the Oregon Supreme Court ruled against the churches in their suit over Brown's orders. In November, though, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled against strict restrictions on religious institutions, basically telling all parishioners to... Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here. People's Church, which according to Erickson has some 3,700 members who attend regularly, hosts three in-person services every Sunday. The church's Facebook page shows hundreds of maskless churchgoers shoulder to shoulder, both on stage and by the pews. The Oregon Health Authority began investigating the outbreak tied to the People's Church on April 6th. And on April 14th, Murray posted a Facebook video encouraging those who attended in-person services to wear their masks and practice social distancing in the space we have on our own main level and on our balcony, as well as to stay home if they're feeling sick. Um, I guess this is all kind of cleanup after the whole outbreak. Uh, despite the outbreak, though, Murray said the church expects to move forward with its in-person Mother's Day services, which just passed. Uh, Pastor Scott Erickson is looking forward to sharing a Mother's Day message in our online and in-person worship services this Sunday. And he can't wait to tell each and every one of you guys out there. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Good times. Um, all right. Where are we going next? Let's see. I miss the music. That's the new shit I got to add into my fucking new repertoire now with this live stream shit. I got to have, you know what I mean? It's so quiet. I hate the quiet. Um, all right, what else do we got here? Oh, I like this one. Let's go to Fox News. Controversy now surrounding the winner of this year's Kentucky Derby. That horse, Medina Spirit, failing a post-race drug test, putting the victory in serious question and leading Churchill Downs to take action against legendary trainer Bob Baffert. Quote, given the seriousness of the alleged offense, Churchill Downs will immediately suspend Bob Baffert, the trainer of Medina Spirit, from entering any horses at Churchill Downs racetrack. To be clear. If the findings are upheld, Medina Spirit's results in the Kentucky Derby will be invalidated and Mandolin will be declared the winner. Bob Baffert joins us now. Welcome, sir. Morning, Bob. Uh, uh, good morning. Yeah, you've been in the news all weekend. I've watched a lot of your interviews, read all the transcripts. I, are you adamant that you had nothing to do with it? Are you adamant that 
It did not happen. Oh, it, it, this this did not happen. That horse has never been treated with that, and it it's a actually it's a legal therapeutic medicine. And the amount that was in it wouldn't have any effect on the horse anyway. But we don't. We, we that horse was never treated with that, and so that's the disturbing part of it. But I cannot believe. Um, I never thought I'd have to be fighting for my reputation and and this poor horse's reputation because of the new regulations. The regulators have put they're testing these horses at at contaminated levels and. Um, it's it's just it's been a horrible experience. So, Bob, just at the beginning of that answer, you, you were about to say it did not happen. Is that what you were about to say? It did, it did not happen, and that's that's the really seriously troubling part of it. And we're I'm you know I'm hiring investigators, but sometimes you never find out, and it's just it's a it's just a, a tragedy what's happening in this race. Do you um, do you think that the result was maybe a false positive? Well, we're hoping we're going to do DNA testing. You know, sometimes they can be, um, you know, they have the wrong testing or whatever. But, you know, Dana, the, what's happening is they're testing at these picogram levels. America doesn't know about picogram. It's it's like a salt grain in an Olympic-sized pool. And he had 21 picograms, which has no effect at all anyway. It's a legal drug. But the thing is, a few years ago, this would have never been called. In California, they would never call this a positive. They shouldn't have called it a positive. Uh, it, it's we live in a new world now. These horses don't live in a bubble. They're in a, they're in an open farm. People are touching them. He went from the Derby after the Derby. Everybody's up there touching them. I mean, there's so many ways these horses could get contaminated. And when they're testing at these really mm -hmm. ridiculously low levels, and I've, I've been saying it for over a year now, this is going to get an innocent people in trouble, and this is what's happened now. Bob, what uh, you know? What recourse do you have, or how do you go about to try to prove your innocence? Well, I, this, uh, we're going to just fight this. It, it's happened before. It happened with Justify, uh, the Triple Crown winner. Same thing. He ingested a Jimson weed, and we had to go through the. There's a process. We went through it. And we, uh, you know, we, we finally, we, we resolved that. We resolved some in, in, uh, in Arkansas. It's been happening a lot. It happens, but you don't hear about it because it happened to Bob Baffert. You hear about it. But th this is a problem that's been ongoing. And they have this new uh, horse racing integrity uh, law that just got passed. And hopefully, and I, I was one of the first, you know, I got behind it. And, you know, if somebody like that, when they look at it, they can see, hey, wait a minute, th there's something not right here. And uh, something in racing, you know, racing has a problem, but Bob Baffert is not the problem. You know, Bob, uh, this isn't something you bury in the diet of the horse. This has to be injected into the joints. It's a steroid, an anti-inflammatory. It, it, it would mask, essentially, the amount of physical exertion the horse is exhibiting on the track and help the horse, him or her, to run faster. But you've had five horses from the Baffert barn in the last year to fail a drug test. Now, what would explain but the, that? But they were all resolved. They were all, they were contamination. And we have to fight this. And for some reason, that, that is the problem right there. And, uh, and people in the public don't understand. People in my world, they understand it's, this is all BS. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it happened to, uh, I have, Bob Baffert's not stupid. That's not a drug that I, I, would, I would use on a horse. And we don't use that horse. We don't use that drug. It, the horse never had it in him. And we have the documentation. We're going to uh, show everything. Oh.
Will you run uh, Medina Spirit this weekend in the Preakness? I know you've said that, but um, they're going to have a meeting tomorrow um, down there at that race. No, I, actually, they're uh, they're on their way right now. They're in a they're in a van. They're, they're they should arrive this afternoon, and we're definitely planning on running them. I'm actually I'm going to run two horses. Okay, B Bob. Here's my understanding: they, they were going to have the draw today for the Preakness, and they've kicked it back until tomorrow. Um, you have another review. I, those results may not be available for several weeks. So the Preakness goes down this weekend. The Belmont is here in New York four weeks from now. I, I don't know if we have final results even before the Belmont is done, but your plan is to race in the Preakness. Is there a chance they may punt and not allow Medina Spirit to run this weekend? Well, I haven't heard anything uh, officially. They haven't told me anything. Uh, I know when Churchill Downs came out with that statement. That was pretty harsh. And um, I think they had to just, you know, it, it's, you know, with all the noise going out, out, you know, we live in a different world now. This this America is different. And uh, this it was like a cancel culture kind of a, a thing. So they're reviewing it. I haven't been told anything. I'm, uh, we're prepared to run. Uh, I can't see but, that. But under the rules, running. does your team get to review the results? Or is that left with the horse officials? No, it, it goes. It's, there's a long process. There'll mm -hmm. be a split sample, and then there'll be a hearing. And this, it's going to take months. This is going. This isn't done within a week, and uh, it, 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 it's a long period. But, but, you, you, but you're here to say. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. I already know what he's going to say. This motherfucker blamed cancel culture. Cancel culture. What the fuck, Bob Baffert? As his credibility dwindles, he continues to claim innocence. The Hall of Fame horse trainer has repeatedly stumbled to answer for failed drug tests throughout his career. For any of you not keeping score, um, you can add Kentucky Derby recent winner Medina Spirit. Medina Spirit. Hold on. I got a picture of Medina Spirit here. Um, where is Medina Spirit? I think Medina there. Uh, no, that's not it. There's Medina Spirit. Looks totally normal. Totally normal. Get the fuck out of here. Medina, uh, Baffert's fifth horse in 13 months to test positive for a banned substance. It's at least his 29th horse to fail a drug test during his four-decade career. Goddamn. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I mean, if it walks like a jacked-up horse and talks like a jacked-up horse, I'm guessing it's a fucking jacked-up horse, all right? Um, goddamn. Uh, shit. He's claiming that um, the other horses that he, like, has issues with before, have it's all, like, been resolved and that it was contamination and they're trying to salvage, you know, he's trying to salvage his tarnished legacy and he has to fight for this and it's, it's fucking cancel culture that's getting him now. It's the world. Um, and apparently, yeah, apparently it's not, it's not the horses. It's cancel culture. Get the fuck out of here! I don't know about that one. I don't know about cancel culture. <laughs> I think there might be some going on there. We'll wait for the results. I guess we'll wait for the results. Um, all right, moving on. We got uh, the world opening back up. Everybody's getting back to their jobs. You know, most most some people are a little bit slow to get back to the workforce with you know benefits still rolling on or whatever. But um, but you know, teachers are still some teachers are still having to fucking get their Zoom on. You know what I mean? They can't really teach in person. And 
Um, we're going to go for this one to, let's see, New York City. I was born in New York City. Let's see. All right, here, hold on a minute. Let's bring it up. Where'd it go? New York City. Boom. And why is there a picture of um, <laughs> a school and some a shirtless dude, you ask? Well, it'd be, it would be because... A spicy slip of the tongue led to a Spanish teacher being yanked from her classes after investigators found she performed an inappropriate and appropriate sexual act during a Zoom lesson with her students. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. As students at the prestigious Columbia Secondary School for Math, Science and Engineering remotely watched a live class, Amanda K. Fletcher, 37 years old, appeared to suck the nipple of an unidentified topless male. <laughs> unidentified topless male. Uh, um, she um, rocked her head back and forth while doing so. Following this act, Fletcher's face turned in full view of the screen and she gyrated her shoulders and smiled. Before that, students watched Fletcher eating spaghetti with the shirtless man standing ominously behind her. After she took her her mouth off the man's chest, Fletcher resumed teaching and discussing a worksheet. (laughs) First of all, what which what bitches out here just out here randomly sucking their man's nipples? Like, oh, let's go. Like, let me just give you like, oh, we're not gonna fuck or nothing right now. But you know, I was just thinking maybe a little just a little nipple suck one time. Just you know, hope you're having a good day, baby. Suck that nipple. Um. And then just would you even be remotely close to thinking to do that when you're in the middle of a Zoom class? And why is it that still this late into the pandemic, teachers still are not learning how to fucking operate Zoom? Get the fuck out of here. Is that too much to fucking ask for? Get the fuck out of here. Shit. Um, I'm just like scared. I'm scared. from. I'm ho- I hope that all this Zoom virtual bullshit is over. I'm sure it will be by the time my kids get into school because... Damn, like, if they got to see a lady, like, suck her man's nipple, like, I'd prefer they do it in person, really. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not trying to have them, like, be, uh, you know, exposed to this through the internet, all right? Let's let's at least have it be in person. Fuck. Like, the good old days. Let me hear about the scandal. No, I'm just kidding. But, honestly, though, um, learn, teachers, if you're going to do freaky shit, like, you know what I mean? Like, spread peanut butter on your ass and let your fucking, you know, let your significant other lick it off while you're at work. Just learn how to work Zoom. It's not fucking hard. You know, you just, you know, turn video off, turn video on, turn mic off, turn mic on. Like, how the fuck? Um, anyways, after that, after taking her mouth off of the unidentified man's chest, she resumed teaching and discover, discussing, discussing a worksheet. Man, this, to be a student in that class. Investigators viewed several videos of the incident, which were uh, shared by students on Snapchat, of course, and other social media platforms. Stunning scene took place um, two weeks after the City Department of Education opened the school year remotely. Uh, the alleged behavior started about 12 minutes before the class ended. She just couldn't even wait. She couldn't even wait 12 minutes. What? Fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding? She gave no explanation for her alleged conduct and declined to be interviewed, surprise, surprise, by the SCI investigators and did not return messages from the Post. (laughs) But the DOE spokeswoman, Daniel Filson, says this behavior is absolutely unacceptable. 
Uh, she was a teacher since 2007. She taught at Morningside Heights campus since September 2018. Um, and they reassigned her last October after receiving the SCI report. Oh, so this happened a while back. And they're still in the process of pursuing disciplinary action against her. Uh, Fletcher, who made uh, $105,588 last year, remains on the city payroll. Let me find out. She made 105 racks. I thought teachers don't get paid that good. Get the fuck out of here. I, what don't I know about teacher salary? This is that, that nipple-sucking teacher right now. She teaches Spanish, for fuck's sake. Who the fuck she teaches Spanish to? Jeff Bezos? What the fuck is going on? Um, the SCI also urged the DOE to beef up teacher training on appropriate and acceptable behavior while interacting remotely with students. And I'm going to guess that nipple-sucking is not on the list. Out of here. Uh, teachers should exclude uh, non-classroom participants from appearing during classes and should not engage in eating or snacking. That was a great way to open that. Eating or snacking, smoking, vaping, or in any other way using tobacco and any other activities that might prevent an educator from maintaining total focus on the classroom. Get the fuck out of here. Bilson uh, said the DOE imposed digital media guidelines for remote learning in March 2020 and reminded school-based staff that virtual classrooms should follow the same protocols as in-person classrooms. So, for example, outside individuals are not permitted to walk into a classroom, whether virtual or in-person, and they're definitely not allowed to walk in and get their fucking nipples sucked. I'm just saying. Uh, staff must continue to maintain a safe and appropriate learning environment, uh, so go ahead and fucking do that then. Get the fuck out of here! Goodness gracious. All right, where are we going next? Where are we going next? Oh, let's go to India, where shit is fucked up. Shit's fucked up out there, but I had to cover this because this story right here just made all the sense in the world. Um, you know, we also try to skirt away from religion and politics on this show, so we're going to draw. We're, we're gonna skirt the line one more time uh, on this one, but Kumbh Mela pilgrims ended up turning into super spreaders. Get the fuck out of here! When millions of devout Hindus gathered last month in the Himalayan town of Hardwar, 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 to participate in the Kumbh Mela festival, even as India battled a devastating second wave of coronavirus, many feared that it would turn out to be a super spreader event. Spoiler alert: It was a super spreader event. Get the fuck out of here! His fears came true with reports of Kumbh returnees testing positive and possibly spreading the infection coming from many parts of the country. When Mahant Shankar Das arrived in Hardwar, 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 I'm about to fuck this whole story up. On March 15th to participate in the festival, cases of COVID-19 were already uh, rising in many parts of India. On the 4th of April, just four days after the festival officially began, the 80-year-old Hindu priest tested positive for the old Rona. And he was advised to quarantine in a tent. That was the advice they gave him. But instead of isolating, he said, fuck that. I'm out here. I'm out here for redemption. I'm out here for retribution. I'm out here to be cleansed. I need to wash off these sins in the old Ganges River. He packed his bags, boarded a motherfucking train, and traveled 621 miles to the city of Varanasi. Because he was like, COVID fucking sucked my dick. There, his son, Najendra Pathak, met him at the railway station. And they rode on a shared taxi which is also probably safe, to their village 12 miles away in the adjoining district of Mirzapur. Speaking to me on the phone from his home recently, Mahant Das said he was hale and hearty 
and that after his return, he had remained at home in quarantine. He insisted that he did not pass on the virus to anyone else, but within days, his son and a few other villagers also developed COVID symptoms. Mr. Pathak, who's also made a full recovery, luckily, says their village has seen 13 deaths in the past fortnight from fever and cough. Um, I think the moral of this story is maybe if you're feeling not that great and you, you know, you're thinking you might be sick or, you know, you're worried about exposing to others, you might not want to go to a mass religious gathering and all swim in the fucking Ganges River to Get the fuck out of here. Just a guess. Just a random guess. Uh, I'm, you know, what the fuck, what the fuck do I know? I don't know. I, I, that's just a guess. Um, all right. Fuck India. Uh, I hope everybody out there recovers and we get the best numbers coming out of that as possible. Cause shit's fucked up over there. So send all your good vibes to India. But let's let's try to be smart about this, people. Come on. Can we really? Can we really just? We we can do better. I think we can do a lot better. Um. All right. The world scares me a little bit, and I think um, these days it's not that safe out there, uh, like in general in the main part of the world. So I just want to go like back to a place where I know like all the dangers that lurk in this place. And yeah, I know it's home, and and it, there's there's a lot of fucked up shit here too. But fuck it, it's our fucked up shit. Okay, so I think you should use this idea for your Florida segment and get the out, out of here. So I came up with get on the Florida because when the cops come and arrest you with their handcuffs, they're like, get on the floor so that they can put the handcuffs on. And since it's about Florida and all the crazy stuff that happens there, which is usually involved with the cops, so get on the Florida is Florida. And also get on the Florida. I mean, get on the floor. So I think you should use it because I'm smart. Get on the floor. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Flow Rider. Get on the floor. <laughs> it's official, folks. If you didn't know it before, I'd like you to know it now. Florida is trying to fucking kill us by any shape, any way, any form that it can. I'm convinced now, the stories that I've read this week, Florida is trying to kill us. Like, they're trying to ramp it up. Like, Florida's always been kind of deadly in its own way and, and, you know, all different kinds of ways up and down the spectrum. But now, Florida's really trying to fucking yeah, kill us. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> all right. Shit's fucked up out here. Um, where are we going first in the old flow rider? We going to start in... We're going to start on the Florida highway somewhere. Not even... I guess we're near Tallahassee for this one. Uh, two occupants of a Ford pickup truck were hospitalized after a lightning bolt struck a Florida highway on Monday, sending a piece of roadway flying through the fucking vehicle's windshield. Goddamn. Play the motherfucking lotto or maybe not even play the lotto. Maybe you need to just assess your life because I believe in coincidences or maybe I don't believe in coincidences, but I do believe that if something like this happens to you, you might want to just like double check what your life is about and maybe something's not right because the odds of you getting of lightning striking the ground and then striking the ground where asphalt comes back up and slams and smashes through your fucking windows Something might be, there might be a sign. I don't, I mean, you know, I 
you know, I'm not, I'm not religious, but I think there might be yeah, a sign. <laughs> Incident occurred just after 7.30 a.m. on Monday near mile marker 81 eastbound on I-10, midway between Panama City and Tallahassee. Um, Walton County Fire Rescue Battalion Chief Christopher Brown told the New York Post, it's probably pretty unique and it'll probably never happen again. Occupants were pretty fucking lucky. I added the fucking. Walton County Fire Rescue said that the lightning strike took off the top layer of the fucking street. (laughs) And the damage was about the size of a dinner plate on the on the street, not on the fuck when it hit the window. Damage was everywhere. Uh, Photos from the scene show that the truck's front windshield was mostly shattered and was left with a gaping hole. The back windshield, meanwhile, was completely blown out and pieces of roadway could be seen littering the top of the covered bed. Uh, There were two people in the car at the time of the crash and both were transported to the hospital to treat their injuries. And at the time of this writing, their conditions are unclear. Let's hope that they're all right because... (laughs) We're in Florida for fuck's sake. Um, I'm telling you, the state is turning up on us. People are getting out there. They're doing like people like DeSantis said, fuck, we don't need masks. We don't need emergency restrictions. We don't need anything. Just get out there and fucking enjoy your Florida life. People are coming down here and like tourists are here and shit's cracking. It's crazy. It's fucking it's fucked up out here. I'm telling you. Um... Like, literally, you could just be going out and and just trying to, like, catch your next meal. And Florida might try to fucking kill you. Oh, okay, just some fishing. Looks safe. It's beautiful out there. What's he gonna catch? Jesus Christ. Oh, that's... Gotta be careful here. Yeah, that's not what you want to catch, bud. That's a big-ass gator coming out of the water at speed. Yeah, back up. Oh, oh shit. This is, this is where people get fucked up. He tripped. He fell over. Well, that puts an end to my tarpon fishing. I would agree. Damn, his wow. gator's staring him down. Don't, what, wait, you're going the wrong way. Why are you walking towards it? Get yeah. back. Nah, he ain't scared of you, bro. He ain't, he ain't even moving. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> he said, yeah, all right, bitch. You ain't scaring me. What is he attempting to do? He's going in the wrong fucking direction. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> Florida people are the best. Hey, buddy. I think he's making a move. Oh, he, do- he dove back into the water. And I am out of here. Screw that. Yeah, good idea. Good fucking idea. I'm taking my rod and I'm fucking out of here.
Florida fisherman's efforts came to an abrupt end when he almost uh, became the catch of the fucking day. Uh, that was footage posted on YouTube uh, showing 22-year-old Tommy Lee fishing for tarpon in the Everglades on Saturday when an alligator emerged from the water. Uh, he ended up having to call it a fucking day. He estimated the gator at 11 feet long. <laughs> it's mating season in Florida, in case you guys didn't know. What's up? Uh, it means gators are more active and encounters can become more frequent. Florida Fish and Wildlife urges residents to be vigilant for themselves and their pets, given that alligators live in all 67 counties of the state. Yeah, the floor. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Experts say they could be present anywhere that there's water. Anywhere. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> My wife asked me the other day, she was like, oh, if you, we were watching Twister, you know, remember that old movie Twister? And she was like, if you could live like somewhere else, like if, you know, we have hurricanes, but if you could live between like twist, like tornadoes or earthquakes, would you choose like, you know, where would you choose? And I'm like, yeah, hurricanes are like, well, at least we get a good warning, you know? Earthquakes, I would probably choose over tornadoes because tornadoes, um, like they just kind of just drop out of nowhere. Whereas like, I don't know, earthquakes to me seem a little bit less threatening, but gators are fucking everywhere. All right. So if, if you come to Florida, yeah, we got hurricanes, but we also got gators that anywhere that there's fucking water. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> so just enjoy that. I, I, there's there. We could literally do a whole fucking episode on gator attacks in Florida. Literally a whole episode. I'm not bullshitting you. All right, where are we going now? We are going from uh, the Everglades out to, oh, shit, Sarasota County. I got some family in Sarasota fucking county. All right. Um, 15-year-old Northport boy in Siesta Key is facing charges after he allegedly shot a man in the buttocks during an incident in Siesta Key on Saturday. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> According to an arrest report, deputies were called to the 900 block of Beach Road to investigate a noise complaint and heard someone fire multiple gunshots from a parking lot nearby. <gasps> Get the fuck out of here. I know. I feel like my mom lives nearby there. Residents were frustrated to learn about the violence. Um, longtime resident Gene Cannon said, A couple of years ago, the only thing we had to worry about was goddamn shoes and shirts when we walked in the village, and now we have to think about something like this. It's not where we want to go. This is bullshit. Um, investigators suspect the same person was responsible for shooting a 21-year-old man who arrived at the hospital with injuries after being shot less than a block away. <laughs> Deputy said the man was hit in the buttocks and his right arm. This dude is a serial ass shooter. He's a serial buttocks tapper. What the fuck? Um, like, yes, this is the, this is the, <laughs> this is the bullet in the buttocks guy. Yes. All right. Call Brad Pitt and fucking Morgan Freeman. We got a serial killer on our hands. Uh, the victim told deputies he was hanging out on the sidewalk when he was shot by a stranger in a white shirt and red pants. Before the shooting, the man claims he saw the boy brandishing a handgun as a deputy with a flashlight approach, when a, with a flashlight approached him. Uh, a witness on the fifth floor balcony of a building said she saw the teen chatting with the victim's friend on a street corner before the shooting occurred. She said she watched the boy pull out a handgun and shoot the man several times. Yeah, on the floor. 
Deputies said they found shell casings and a 9mm Glock handgun near the scene of the shooting and later found a teen matching the description of the shooter at the intersection of Heigl Avenue and Cedar Park Circle. They said he was riding a bicycle with no taillights and was taken into custody. God damn, how do you get caught? Like, already already you shot somebody in the ass. You know what I mean? You, know, you just don't do that. You just don't, you don't shoot a man in the dick, you don't shoot a man in the ass. But then on top of that, you're going to like flee your getaway vehicle as a bike. It was doomed from the beginning. Doomed from the fucking beginning. Deputies say the 15-year-old, he's 15, so I guess I shouldn't be expecting like some sort of joker mastermind, criminal mastermind. Uh, deputies say the 15-year-old charged in the shooting does not have a criminal history in Sarasota County. Uh, records show uh, the Northport Police Department show multiple interactions and arrests dating back to 2019. All right. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> I mean, you just don't shoot a man in the fucking in the in the ass. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you gotta be a little bit real. You gotta be a little bit more. You know what I mean, you gotta be a little bit more. You have a little bit more tact than that. A little bit more cooth. Um. All right. Where else are we? Where else can we go in our lovely state of ours? Let's go to um. Hmm. Let's go to Orange Park one time. <laughs> Florida man. Oh, this is actually our first in the new season. This is our first fucking appearance of Florida man. So let me just let me just com commemorate the moment. Florida man, Florida man lives in Florida. Say he's Florida man. Naturally. Florida man, Florida man, get on the Florida. It's Florida man. Watch out! Here comes Florida man. Thanks, Priscilla. I appreciate that. Very nice of you. Uh, Florida man wanted for stealing. This might be one of the most Florida headlines ever. Florida man wanted for stealing trove of Leonard Skinnerd memorabilia. Goddamn. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, his name is William James Walker. All right. William James Walker. Leonard Steelard. Uh, the, this free bird. Oh, they hit you with the pun. I hate news articles. They hit you with the pun right in the beginning. Ugh. Get the fuck out of here. This free bird could wind up in a cage after stealing about $12,000 worth of Leonard Skinnerd memorabilia in Florida. His name is William James Walker, 38, and he's wanted for the theft of a trailer filled with rock relics, which were intended to be sold for charity last month. <gasps> The trailer disappeared from the parking lot of a Days Inn hotel in Orange Park on April 9th, one day before the items inside were set to be auctioned off at a cancer benefit. The Jimmy Van Sant cancer benefit in Middleburg was set to honor late musician Jimmy Van Sant, who was a cousin of Leonard Skinner's Donnie, Johnny, and Ronnie, Donnie, Johnny, and Ronnie Van Sant, who died of liver cancer in 2016. Stolen items included irreplaceable mementos from the Southern Rock Band, as well as a 1957 Les Paul guitar signed by musicians Greg Allman, Brian Howe, uh, and Butch Trucks, and others. Get the fuck out of here! He said, uh, Joey, Joey Willett, Joey Willett, he's the organizer, he said, We have guitars that are signed by a lot of the band members, and a lot of them aren't even alive anymore. Stuff that can't be replaced. Get the fuck out of here! Orange Park Police Department on Friday said it had obtained an arrest warrant for Walker, charging him with felony grand theft. He's believed to be homeless and is known to frequent hotels in the Jacksonville area, according to cops. He has a tattoo of praying hands on his forearm and a spider inked on his shoulder. <gasps> 
Do you think it's a, it's a spider K for Chris Calico? Get the fuck out of here. If he was a Chris Calico fan, that would be the best ever. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> I actually have an update, though, folks. Um, you guys, uh, you guys remember from season one, you guys actually helped solve a case. I think it was like a missing animal or something. And we like, I'm pretty sure it was GTFOH Nation, Nation that fucking solved that case. But the good news is we don't have to solve this case because the shit's already been fucking solved. Get the fuck out of here. Cops came in. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> Get on the motherfucking Florida. Um, he's been taken into custody by the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, and they want to thank you all for your assistance and your fucking uh, and your shares on social media because that got him, William James Walker. Now, who knows whether or not they'll be able to recover all those goods? Well, at least you got him. The fucking guy. Shout out to you guys. You guys fucking did it. So proud of you. Not Leonard Steelard. Leonard Steelard. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Hmm. If there is a Florida man situation going on tonight, we can't, we gotta do at least two Florida man stories. And if we're doing another Florida man story, we gotta we gotta get a wily one. You know what I mean? We gotta get not only someone who could escape the police once. I need someone who can escape the police multiple times. Hey y'all, do not walk up on this car. We got enough people up there. First at 11, brand new video shows a wild scene on I-95 in Central Florida. A man steals not one, but two police cruisers, leading authorities on a two-county chase, reaching speeds over 100 miles an hour. It all came to an end when the suspect crashed, and now that person is in custody. Tonight, West 2's Hadass Brown takes us back to the beginning and shows us what took place in the moments before the rubber hit the road. This video from the Volusia County Sheriff's Office helicopter shows the moments Thursday as law enforcement tried to catch up with a man accused of stealing not just one, but two police cruisers. 10-3, 10-3, someone just hit him into the woods. Cocoa police say this started with a call about a disturbance near this motel on 520 near I-95 in Cocoa. A spokesperson says when officers got here to see what was going on, the suspect got in a patrol car and took off. We get called that, hey, they're chasing a stolen police vehicle and it's headed into your county. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office tells West 2 the suspect was going northbound on I-95 near mile marker 252 when an officer forced the car off the road where it crashed in the woods. Then as other officers arrived, the suspect jumped out of the stolen patrol car. He takes a large container of police issued mace with him, ran off, got into another Coco PD vehicle and kept going northbound. And now we continue the chase for another probably eight or ten miles. Are there guns in the front of the car? Ask the canine handler from Coco. He said, yes, there probably is. Before Dunlawton, we're able to stop step one tire. Fort Orange Police Department, a little further up, is able to knock out two more tires. And then you see the video where eventually he drives into the median, where a group of us are able to get up there and, and get him out of the car. Investigators say through all of this, no one was hurt. Reporting in Coco, Hadass Brown, WASH 2 News. <laughs> no one was hurt fuck that shit we were all hurt just from listening to that dumbass story my goodness gracious he definitely hit four stars on some grand theft auto shit yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> fucking how did they 
like that if you see the video you got to really like even if you're listening to this on audio podcast only right now please come to the youtube channel tomorrow or whenever and just fucking watch this video because this fucking video the first time they get him in the corner him you're like how did he escape them that first time he's fucking wily as fuck this dude wily coyote shit he literally like ran out the front door surrounded by police and somehow managed to get into another police car where not only was it open and ready to go it was also had guns in the it was also armed there was guns in the front of the car and shit like what the fuck they actually both counties police departments are lucky this shit didn't end worse than it did because come on what the fuck like how you are you really gonna let this do gta you guys twice yeah, on the floor. <laughs> and in two different counties nonetheless so it was two different departments he was fucking dealing with man um let's see they ended up having to briefly cl- uh, close northbound 995 now um his name was let's see what was his name he was arrested in Volusia County. Um, Xavier Havern Cummings. He got into a marked patrol car twice and took off. Uh, says he faces a slew of charges, including armed burglary of a conveyance, escape, fleeing, or attempting to elude law enforcement, two counts of possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, two counts of grand theft firearm, Two counts of grand theft motor vehicle and driving with a suspended license. The most egregious one of them all. <laughs> Man. All right. Coco police doing their fucking job. And he took their mace. And he took their mace. And he didn't mace any cops. He's really fucking up. He didn't know what he was doing. On the floor. <laughs> Not the suspended license, though. Like, all that other shit I could kind of excuse. I'd be like, you know, sometimes he must have just really had a bad day. It was just one of those days. Sometimes you just got to steal two cop cars and lead two different counties on police chases. But when he grabbed their mace, though, that I think that was taking it a little bit too far. You know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. I'm just saying. He was taking it a little bit too far. Yeah, I'm the floor. <laughs> all right, well, Florida... Florida once again does their fucking job. One time for Florida, everybody just doing their fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Get to the beach, everybody. Fucking. The water's nice and warm. Come on down, y'all. I don't know where you guys are listening or watching from, but just know that Florida is always waiting for you. We're here for you guys. You guys ever want to just come and take a walk on the wild side? Fucking come holler at us. You know what to do. That's right. Get on the motherfucking Florida. Um, all right, let's do this. Um, let's move on. Keep it moving in this bitch. Um, it's time for my brother, my two Spencer segment. And, um, I know this show is mostly about me just talking my shit and going through the pop culture headlines and, you know, uh, just talking shit about wild dumb shit. But I do, um, also appreciate sometimes being able to integrate what most people know me for, which is music and uh, whether it be a breakdown of a record or uh, previewing of a record on the podcast or even just talking to people who appreciate the music and what their insight is on it. So um, this week, Spencer's got a real spe- a real special segment um, that I very much enjoyed. And uh, let's kick it over to my man, Spence. you recognize it. It's uh, Spencer here. Biggest fan. Uh, I've seen every single episode of the podcast. Hey, you recognize Spencer here. A uh, longtime caller from my two spins It's my two spins 
loose pants Oh, you got an opinion? Oh, you can't have it Cause it's my two spins Spins, yeah Hello, GTFOH Nation. This week is our first installment of fan interviews with my two spends. Uh, this week I have with me Pablo Shred, or as he pronounced it, Pablo. Uh, Pabs, would you mind introducing yourself to the people? Uh, let them know a little bit about yourself and who you are to recognize. Sure. Um, so my name is Pablo, Pablo Shred, also known as Pablo Honey. Not my actual name, but it's a, a kind of online alias I have. Um, born and raised in the Western Isles of Scotland. So uh, there's not been many people around. Uh, we don't have McDonald's, KFC, Burger King, casinos, movie theaters, etc., clothing stores. Um, so basically a lot of my childhood has involved music and video games, basically. Uh, it's been a, just a massive part of my life in general. But growing up in such an isolated place, uh, there was a lot of time for just music and video games, really. Um, yeah. Uh, to Rec, I'm his moderator on Twitch, um, but starting to get to know him a bit better, so hopefully a friend, question mark, maybe? But uh, yeah, I've been listening to his <laughs> music. Question mark. Yeah, qu question mark? Yeah, I hope so, but uh, yeah. Uh, I've been listening to his and Mayday's music for years now, years and years, so yeah. Excellent. Um, and that, that will bring us to uh, the, the first really main question of, uh, of the interview. Um, which is how were you introduced to recognize and Mayday? Uh, how did you discover them? What were your initial impressions? You know, even if it was negative, that's okay. Um, so the my kind of earliest memory now going through high school. Uh, well, not hi yeah, going through high school and just school in general. A lot of people here, the music taste wasn't really hip hop. There wasn't a lot of hip hop heads in school, and if it was, it was mainly like mainstream. Uh, maybe like Eminem, stuff like that. The kind of most popular stuff that was banging at the time. Uh, and I remember being in my uh, my registration class one day and my school friend who then turned into my roommate, he showed me the song Creep Fest by uh, Twista and T-Pain on his phone. And I was like, oh, dang, you know, this is really fast rapping. Like, uh, what it reminded me of is in traditional Scottish music, there is a thing called Pushchabiel, which is in the Gaelic language, which is mouth music, but it's like fast, repetitive music. But this this was English and it was fast. So I kind of I, th I took a liking to the fast rap music then. Uh, and then he introduced me to Tech Nine. And then uh, I think it was 2011, I believe. Uh, I saw the video for The Noose on YouTube, and uh, that's where I first seen Wreck and heard Wreck, and I mean, Mayday's in that song, so I was like, damn. Like, just hearing hearing him in that song, his 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 voice, it just, it was, I don't know, I, I was like, holy, like, I just, I don't know, so I enjoyed it, and then it kind of went from there, so, yeah. Uh, and so that's that's mostly at least for Rex's contribution of the song. That's mostly like a singing song. Um, yeah, was that was that different from what your expectations were, or like what you were used to? Because you were saying that you were you were into like this kind of quick uh, rapping type of thing, and then you have this. 
Well, uh, I mean, we uh, he introduced me to tech, and then through tech, obviously, I got into the whole strange. So I started getting introduced to like Chris Calico, who again, a song like Spaz, he can pop off, but he can also, I mean, the song uh, Hallelujah by uh, Ari the Rugged Man, like he's singing, you know, he's singing. But uh, yeah, so I kind of, I kind of just started diving into who was on Strange and kind of found, uh, started listening to more Mayday and more. Uh, more wreck through that but uh i kind of my first memory of listening to wreck just on his own was in 2013 when uh when the war within came out so uh, i've got like vivid memories and what's funny is i made this graphic a long time ago but these are instagram posts all from the summer of 2013 and uh it's literally like yeah me listening to the war within now i just moved home because uh, I had just moved home because I was uh, I had failed college and uh, experienced drug-induced psychosis. So uh, my life wasn't doing very well because uh, my parents separated when I was around fifteen, and kind of from fifteen to to my kind of early twenties, my life was pretty much falling apart. Uh, when I when I moved away from home and I was living in Glasgow and I was going to music college, uh, yeah, I was pretty much a drug addict and just, uh, yeah, just not doing very well. So I ended up having drug-induced psychosis, which ain't fun. I could do a whole episode on that. Um, but their, their music kind of helped me through that time. And The War Within, when I came home after my first, I've had two, by the way, of drug-induced psychosis, but... Listening to The War Within, it really, I don't know, I'll, I'll just never forget the summer of 2013, kind of chilling with my nephew playing COD Zombies and uh, The War Within just on repeat, on repeat. I loved it, so. Yeah, that, that brings us to uh, the, the second question, which you, you at least partially answered. Um, what has Mayday and Rex music meant to you? Uh, how has it impacted your life? So I suppose as a... As a musician myself, uh, if I quickly move out of the way, you can see in the background a bunch of guitars. Uh, I've always, I've always loved music to the point where I've got music tattooed on me. I've got, you know, a guitar. I've got stuff like that. So um, it showed me that, like artists, especially strange music, you know, uh, strange music artists, uh, tech. He, you know, he says he writes his life, and I feel in a way, Mayday and Wreck, they do that as well. Um, so it kind of, uh, it, it, I don't know. I mean, Rex got a song called Anxiety, you know, so it kind of, it kind of shows me that I'm not alone with my thoughts of some of this stuff and that, you know, uh, yeah, it, you, it, it's kind of the music itself. Cause I'm not much of a lyrics guy. When I listen to music, I'm, I usually always focus on what the guitar is doing, being a guitarist, but um, if there's no guitar or the guitar's super quiet or whatever, I kind of go off the feel of the song and then I'll pick up on certain words. So um, How Would You Know by Mayday is, I mean, that's quite a recent song-ish. That's only within the last couple of years. But just the, you know, I've been so high that I can't come down. I've been so low, I've been underground. But how would you know? Like, the, that's super, that, that's like super... Uh, I don't know. Some of the lyrics do just ring ring home with me, and I've over the years I've made like graphics, stuff like this. Uh, that is the wrong one actually, but there's there's a there's one of them I made, which is shortcuts and dead ends. But there's the other one, 
um little little things i posted on twitter here and there but like uh, a lot of their music uh it does it does you know mean a lot to me so yeah uh, and that's you. You mentioned something interesting that I that I caught in there um, about the guitar thing. Um, yeah. So, do you find with a lot of modern hip hop that, uh, like Mayday scratches like a particular itch that other hip hop artists don't, since they tend to use guitars a lot more than maybe the average hip hop artist would? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um. What's funny is like even back even back when we were listening to kind of before I listened to a lot of Mayday and wreck on my own i remember uh listening to welcome to the midwest by tech and uh i pointed out the guitar line in that song and my friend's like wait there's a guitar in that song i'm like yeah and i figured out how to play it on guitar i'm like can you not hear it he's like oh yeah like i do hear it because they were just too busy listening to the words you know so with mayday having lots and wreck himself having lots of guitar it definitely definitely scratches an itch there for sure yeah um because a lot i mean Nowadays, some of the hip hop that's coming out is, you know, uh, mainstream, shall we say, and definitely applies to the mass masses. But um, I don't know. There's there's just something something about Mayday and Rex music that I mean, uh, even off his new album, uh, still around down. Uh, I've like figured out how to play the guitar part just by listening to the song so many times. Like I love it so. Yeah, that's definitely uh, one of my top picks off the album as well. Um, sure. And yeah, I, I brought that up because because for me, that's kind of the same thing is um, I, I grew up on a lot of rock music um, and, and Tech 9 was one of the, the first rappers that I got into. Um, and, and Tech does have like a rock influence for sure to some degree, um, oh, but I still found myself kind of kind of lacking on the, the rock music itch a little bit. And so when I heard Take Me to Your Leader, um yeah. but it was definitely like oh like this is this. this is something different that i really like yeah for sure um and i guess that uh that brings us to number three which is um how would you rank recognizes albums recognizes between, albums uh, between his four for for me it's very straightforward uh to rank these it's pressure point number one war within number two into the further number three and soiree number four now just to throw in out of all his freestyles the Rexit freestyle was, in my opinion, the the perfect bow on top of the entire present of you know fifty two freestyles. But yeah, that's that's my rating there. Uh, okay, so you albums. said uh, so you say Pressure Point is number one. Uh, yep. What is it about Pressure Point that that you think makes it kind of stand out amongst the other ones? Uh, so it's a full length album that has no features apart from his family members. And I love that. I love the use of his, his family members in that, you know, having his, his mom and dad in there. Um, and you know, there's clips of him and his sister, his kids and stuff like that. So, uh, I think that's, that's nice, you know, to involve the family. Um, but I think it's just his best work to date, you know, uh, as the years have gone on, his talent's only gotten better. So, you know, musically, it's better. Rhythmically, I think, it's better as well. Um, I love the use of the kind of Dr. Kosis to kind of uh, end almost like a trilogy there. That were the, you know, or a, yeah, it was a trilogy because it started in The War Within. So, yeah, it, it kind of, it was just a nice way to round it off. But I, I think just... Uh, the versatility of the album as well uh there's a there's a lot there you know there's a lot of kind of different vibes throughout the album you know so 
Yeah, I love it. Okay, and uh, and as the counter to that, why do you think that soiree for skeptics didn't doesn't quite meet that same mark? So, the only reason it comes last in the pick there is because I didn't really listen to it. Like, it wasn't up until I think last year I realized One Foot in the Grave was from that album. I've just kind of, that's always been a song that I kind of, I think it was around 2017 I started listening to a lot more, but I never really realized it was from the first album. So, yeah. Um, just just because it's the one I've listened to the least, I guess. But that's that's why it comes last. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend it. I uh, I probably, if you asked me two or three years ago, I, I probably would have rated uh, Soiree at the bottom as well. But um, it hit okay. the 10-year the anniversary last year, and we, uh, we rec went over all of it in a, in a live stream. And as I was listening to it, I was like, man, like, I, you know, I kind of slept on this album. Like, actually, I, yeah. I think I have to... Revisit my sleeping. rankings a little bit. I am sleeping on the album, so I'll need to. I'll need to I look into I, yeah. it. I definitely sure. recommend it for sure. It's a good one. Yeah, I'll. I'll check um, it out. Okay, so number four. Uh, could you list just a few Mayday and/or Rex songs that you feel are particularly uh, like top tier? So this is. I'm gonna rattle through these because we are going on a bit, but um. Shortcuts and Dead Ends, uh, Next to Go, Broken Mirror, Into the Further, Be Me, Still Around, We Got Soul, Rise, Last Day Alive, Vibing, Shots Fired, Through the Rain, My Life, Last uh, One Standing, Tabletops, See You Smile, Lost Cause, and Empty. There's a lot there, but yeah, I, yeah. It's um, a good list. <laughs> yeah, basically, the because of the lyrical content, the vibes of them, the beats, uh, the music, the guitar in them as well, and I love certain, uh, certain like cleverness, the cleverness to the music. So, for example, the uh, into the further kind of uh, track number, I think it's two, but the way he introduces the album is by mentioning every song that was on the War Within, you know, as he as he starts that. So the kind of cleverness and even in the song Fragile as well, you know, where he says, break me down, you know, he kind of like separates the lyrics in, you know, so just the clever cleverness to his music is, uh, I'm kind of in, in awe of that, I guess. So yeah, it's, uh, but there's, there's a massive list. If you haven't heard any of those, listen to them, you, you wouldn't regret it. So. Agreed. Okay. Um, is there a certain style or genre that you'd like Mayday um, or Rec to dive into more? So I, I think potentially more kind of jazz or swing-based stuff would be nice. Potentially as well an acoustic album. Uh, maybe some kind of Linkin Park style stuff. Maybe like also kind of, I don't know if you remember the kind of tech thing, Kabosh. Uh, the song Little Pills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like that kind of style, where it's more kind of rockier. Um, and I definitely like them to explore the more kind of reggae uh, reggae vibes, because they, they can definitely get that kind of groove on. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely seeming like the reggae is, is becoming more of part of their, uh, like, concrete style, I guess. For sure. I would maybe think of it. For sure, yeah. It's just, it's just kind of underlying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. And so our next one's uh, a question from Rack. Uh, he wants okay. to know what are a few other artists that you'd list as your favorites. 
So favorites, uh, you can see his bucket and his mask in the background there. And I also have a canvas of him. And I also have him uh, tattooed on my arm as well as one of his songs tattooed on my arm. And that is a guitarist called Buckethead. Now, he's very unique in the fact he wears a mask and a KFC bucket on his head. Um, but he's got over a thousand songs. The guy is a complete workhorse. Um, some of his stuff is pretty terrible. It's like ambient noise and just almost like horror movie soundtracky, like just ambient stuff. But he's also composed some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard. Uh, he also played for Guns N' Roses back in the early 2000s and wrote most of their Chinese Democracy album. But uh, if you don't know Buckethead, check him out. A, a rapper I kind of like. Uh, is NF uh, because he kind of he does kind of the real thing he kind of gives you life on a plate uh, kind of how it is you know I like that um, but I'm also into like metal and rock so Trivium are definitely my favorite uh, metal band I'd say there's a band called Polyphia who they kind of incorporate kind of virtuosic playing in terms of guitar and bass and drums uh, but add kind of hip-hop beats in the background so polyphia that's p-o-l-y-p-h-i-a polyphia very good band um then bob marley I, I love me some reggae so bob marley he's you know his music's just great you know um and then the rest of the strange roster past and present you know um yeah i, I love them all so Awesome. Thank you very much uh, for being here with me yeah. today, Pablo. Um, no problem. And uh, well, I guess I'll leave it with you. Uh, is there any final remarks you'd like to leave for Recognize, Mayday, or the listeners of the GTFOH podcast? Uh, sure. So it's first off, it's been super nice to be involved, to get involved with the Wrecking Crew. Uh, I've only been in for a couple months now, but it's been it's honestly been a really good past couple months. But to Mayday and Wreck, uh, without their music existing, uh, some tough times in my life probably would have been a lot tougher. So uh, thank you. Uh, keep doing what you do. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we're all just like 7.8 billion people trying to figure this thing called life out. So, um, but as Tex says in the Rit song, Say No More, he says on a little segment, he says, just do you and the reward will be greater. So I, I like that. Just do you. So there we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. One time, one time. Thank you, Spence. And thank you, Pablo Shred, a.k.a. Pablo Honey. Pablo Honey? Pablo? Come back to Florida, Pablo. Um, I appreciated that conversation a lot. Um, the insight there was cool. I obviously like um, hearing anybody who listens to our music, their personal insights into why they're connected to the music, uh, what songs in, like what songs more than others, what albums more than others. And then my question, uh, Spence asked me what else would I want to ask um, you know any of the guests that do interviews um, is also I also like to know what other music you listen to um, just to kind of get an idea like a sample size of like, Anyone who fucks with us, I always like to know um, what their other tastes are and what their other, you know, and, and a lot of times with Mayday fans, I always find that the tastes are very, like, it's a very wide spectrum, which is dope, which it speaks to, like, how many genre lines we cross and then just how, like, uh, open-minded and just how not rigid 
a lot of our fan base is, which I love. Um, so thank you, Spence. I love that. Uh, thanks, Pablo, for being a guest. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for the kind words. Um, as always, you already know, uh, since we got linked up on Twitch and he's been modding the Twitch channel for me, and I hopefully I need to still set it up, but we'll be modding Twitch, uh, this Twitch channel as well. Uh, yeah, nothing but love for you. I have a big-ass care package to send to Scotland. I did the fucking the preliminary report on it and sending that shit to Scotland. Uh, I went to UPS and they, they they printed up a piece of paper and then I was like, damn, what's that number right there? And they were like, oh, no, no, that's going to be the amount. It's just going to be... Uh, Get the fuck out of here! here. And I was like, oh, absolutely. Okay, so sent to Scotland. I just need to chop my balls off, put them in the box, and then just send them all that. But either way, I don't give a fuck because you're worth it. You're fucking worth it, man. Um, no, I, I was just waiting on... I had told you I was waiting on one last uh, monster piece that I got in there. And it's literally boxed up, taped up, and ready to go. I just got to drop that bitch off, uh, which I am going to do. I swear. It's coming. I got a few packages to send out. Um, and I'll be almost... I'm almost all cut up on packages. Um, I'm also uh, just locked in my fucking um, live show set for Colorado. So I've got June 4th in Denver, if you didn't know. Uh, at the Roxy Theater, June 5th in Colorado Springs at Sunshine Studios. A bunch of the Wrecking Crew members are going to be going out there. It's going to be a little crew meetup. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a quick weekend. Unfortunately, I wish it was like longer so I'd have more time to like kick it. But um, I'm shooting a video for a feature out there uh, with the homie Black Pegasus. And then i um, doing his podcast while I'm out there. And then we're doing the show Friday night in Denver, Saturday night in Colorado Springs. And my set is pretty much locked. One time for that shit. Yeah. I think that shit's going to be locked, more than likely. Um, so, yeah, we're getting out there. And I saw, I also saw, all right, all right, that's enough. Calm down. Um, I did see a, a preliminary routing for a Mayday uh excursion in the fall so we things are starting to rev back up and we're gonna i think we might get back out there on this road which i'm i'm very much looking forward to i needed a break i needed to sit down from the road but i think it might be time to go back out there and see what's up and even just rehearsing and, and setting up this solo set that i'm about to do uh next month was it like exciting and flex it was like reflexing and blowing the dust off of a, a pair of muscles that like I was like, oh, man, wait a second. I, I love doing this shit. It's just been a while since I fucking did it. Um, but, yeah, anyways, I just said all that to say I love y'all and I uh, appreciate the support as always. You already know. I'm looking forward to seeing all the Wrecking Crew members out there in Colorado. And then either way, whether, whether or not you're in the, on the Patreon with us or not, um, please uh, ho holler at me on Instagram. Check my uh, link tree and you'll see ticket links for Denver or Colorado Springs. It's a limited cap on Denver. So I think it only goes up to 150 tickets, which I'm more than likely sure we're going to fucking knock out if we haven't knocked out already. So if you want to go to that show, please get a ticket in advance. Um, I think the cap for Sunshine Studios is like 225 because it's a different uh, capacity limit in that city. So, um, yeah, get your tickets now. I would love to see you guys in June. Um, all right. So before we wrap this bitch up, uh, I want to shout out um, Paul Reed uh, for submitting that story about the nipple sucking uh, Zoom teacher. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, man. He also submitted a story last week, and I forgot to give him credit. So, sorry. I forgot what story it was now. But thanks, Paul. You're the man, Deadpool. Um, and, hmm, what else? What else? Oh, if you guys want to... Um, Obviously, become a supporter of the show uh, until our Twitch channel goes affiliate. You can do that at uh, the anchor link that's going to be in the show description. And if you want to send us a message and drop us a line to be featured on the show, um, there'll be a link for that as well in the link tree on the podcast, uh, Instagram or wherever. You can find that shit. You know what I mean? You, I believe in you. I believe in you. Um, so before we get the fuck up out of here, though, we need to get at least one line. We need to get... I think we need to change this into a segment. It doesn't even need to be a line. It needs to be just, we need to check in with the one, the only, the spiritual, the positivity bomb man himself, Mr. Dolly Gagne. What up, Rec? I've been searching for this pocket recorder that you can self-program for some catchphrases and positive affirmations. No dice so far. But I'll give you the sound bites, so here goes. When this week may be kicking you in the dick, play this kicking weeks into dick since 1983 and I got a big lead when you just need general encouragement tear that ass up homie when you're feeling tired or need a break indulge yourself wreck you've earned it when you're worried or self-conscious about your voice yes you can sing very well when you're not feeling the podcast I'm as funny as fuck having a bad day well get the fuck out of here oh I sound like everybody on the radio you fucking deaf bitch Internet naysayers and non-believers harshen your vibe. They don't know your grind, homie. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. Response to someone asking you to rap Baby Shark? Bro, fuck that. To the haters, you don't possess the cock and balls. When you're feeling self-loathing, you're the motherfucking jelly in the donut. Or whenever you feel like it. Shut the fuck up, genius at work. When you hear about when your next album's coming out, got twins that still put out multiple albums, bitch. And as a bonus for each saying you can add, the Dolly Gagne says so. Get into Rex Patreon. The Dolly Gagne says so. Peace out, homie. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. The Dolly Gagne. The Dolly Gagne and this bitch. I mean, his words are wise, all right? Low-key, I'm going to take that particular line from Mr. Denny Gagne, and I'm going to play that one when I wake up in the morning. I'm just going to, like, when I look in the mirror and I'm, like, shaving my face or whatever, doing my, like, shower routine or whatever, I'm going to play that shit on loop and just be like, that's right. That's right, shit. My fucking podcast is hilarious. I fucking know how to rap, bitch. That's right, bitch. The fuck? All right? Shout out to the blessings from the Dolly Gagne. Wonderful. Um, all right, it's been real, guys. I appreciate you guys humoring me on the beginning of this new season as we figure out the format of it all and as I get comfortable and warmed back up and then also just navigate this whole live streaming and video thing. I swear it will get smooth, as smooth as we were at the end of the last season. You just need to let me warm it up a little bit. But I hope you're enjoying the show's return. Uh, don't forget to check all the links. If you watch this live on Twitch, like the diehard dope motherfucker that I know you are. Um, please don't forget when the podcast goes live on your on your audio apps, hit that up with a with a, a play or a rating or a fucking thumbs up or whatever the fuck it is you can do. And um, the YouTube replay will also go live. Um, I'm not going to be keeping the 
the replays, like the video on demands on the Twitch channel, all those video replays are going to be only exclusively for now on YouTube. So uh, go ahead to the YouTube channel when the video drops and give it a thumbs up and tell everybody this is the fucking dopest shit ever and all that jazz. Um, so I appreciate all that support. You guys are the fucking truth. Um, if you're listening to this overseas and it's 6 a.m., thank you so much. I fucking love you. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, all I can say is um, episode two in the books. Appreciate y'all. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. It's that time again. We gotta say goodnight. You know it's getting late. Tomorrow. Is another day, my friend. All right, people. It's time to go home. Yep. Losing time. We're ready to head on out. So let's go. You don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. Now you're making me mad You're gonna make me swear Get the fuck out of here Finish up that beer You might as well call it a night, my friend You're gonna have to Get the fuck out of here You heard me so long, Arrivederci, Sayonara. Get the fuck out. Ciao. Good night. Bye bye. So long. Farewell. Get the See you later, out. alligator. In a while, crocodile. Say good night. Get the fuck out. Get the, Get the fuck out of here. Get Come on, out. give me a fuck. Can I get a refill, please? Hey, you, fuckface, get out of here! What do you fucking get got? Get the fuck out! Yeah, you! The GTFOH Podcast. Learn more at thegtfohpodcast.com. Just what the world needed, one more podcast. Get the fuck out of here!